Well, how's it going, friends? Welcome to another episode of The Genius Life. I'm your host, Max Lugavere, a filmmaker, health and science journalist, and the author of the New York Times bestselling book, Genius Foods. In this episode of the show, I welcome Darren Olean. Darren is an author, and he wrote the book, Super Life, the five simple fixes that'll make you healthy, fit, and eternally awesome. But what's most impressive is that Darren is an environmental activist who travels the planet discovering new and underutilized medicinal plants. This guy's job is amazing, you guys. He's often called the Indiana Jones of superfoods. He discovered and brought to market the Baru Nut, which is going to be the focus of much of the conversation that we're going to have over the next hour. This nut, if you want to call it that, is amazing. It's got fewer fat calories than almost every other nut, but more fiber, protein, and potassium. Plus, Darren claims that the Baru Nut has a higher ORAC value, which is a measure of a food's antioxidant power. Now, if at any point you want to give the Baru Nut a try, you can think of them as a peanut on steroids. You can head over to barucas.com slash genius or use code genius to get 15% off of your first order. Again, that's barucas.com slash genius um, or use code genius to get 15% off of your first order. Now, before we dive in, guys, please take a moment to spread the word about the genius life. You can do that by uh, posting a screen grab on your Instagram stories or tweeting a link out to the show, I would really appreciate that. And while you're doing that, please take a moment to leave a rating and review on iTunes. I read every single uh, review that you guys write, and I'm very open to feedback, as I'm sure you uh, know at this point. So again, leave that rating, that review on iTunes. Um, spread the word about what we're doing here at The Genius Life. And also, join my newsletter at maxlugavir.com. Every week or so, I send out an information-packed newsletter designed to improve your life in at least one way. In fact, just by signing up, I'm going to send you guys a PDF supplement guide of 11 supplements that you can use to potentially boost your brain power. And along with that, I'm going to send you my number one sleep hack to get better and more rejuvenating sleep. Again, that's maxlugavir.com. Enter your first and last name, join my newsletter, and uh, you can opt out at any time. I promise no spam ever. And I promise I do not sell your email address or give it to anybody else. Why on earth would I do that? All right, guys, well, I'm pumped to get into this enlightening chat with Mr. Darren Olean. Let's rock. Darren Olean, thanks so much for being here with me. Yeah, I'm stoked to be here. Uh, I've been looking forward to this conversation. Same. Well, I, um, I'm actually a proud owner of your book, Super Life, uh, the five simple fixes that will make you healthy, fit, and eternally awesome. Um, and I'm, I'm super excited to talk to you about Barucas because I'm a huge fan of your uh, you know, these like super nuts that you've seemingly discovered and brought to the market, which is, um, I mean, just sounds like an adventure in and of itself. So I can't wait to get to that. But I'd love to just talk a little bit about your book too, if you can, because that's a really enticing premise, five simple fixes that can make you healthy, fit and eternally awesome. I want to know what those five simple fixes are. <laughs> yeah, you know, I think uh, when, you know, you've written books and things like that, and when you really kind of see the the areas of health and nutrition that get quite confusing for a lot of people. And I think that then misses some of the major buckets that, that when exercised uh, can lead towards people doing great. Um, and they're all based in really habits and, and those kind of buckets I put in and kind of dive down are, you know, nutrition. Right. So uh, I've I've been a vegan for a long time, but I'm not I'm not that guy that's going to force people to do that. Um, mm -hmm. So I, I just dive into the area of plants and how incredible uh, synergistic they are for us. And so I just kind of advocate for, hey, 
at the end of the day, my summary is eat more plants, eat a lot of nutrient dense plants, eat a lot of medicinal plants. Certainly in this day and age, the adaptogenic world is, is needed more than ever because we're living in a sympathetic response of stress uh, all the time. And so these plants are here. They've been here for tens of thousands, if not 20,000 plus years. And so the use of, of plants in a diversification kind of a way, so exposing yourself to a diverse uh, set of compounds, and it doesn't have to be complicated. It can be like, you know, every color of food is an indicator of different kinds, kinds of phytonutrients and uh, active compounds. So you can just simply try to step out of, you know, that aspect of, you know, we all can get easily uh, duped into eating the same thing all the time. But diversification of plants is a really important thing, not only from the microbiome, which I dive into in the book as well, but also just the diversity of, of synergistic compounds that really help us thrive, survive, and adapt to that kind of stress. So, so you know, nutrition is a big side, side of it, and I, I dive into that and give some interesting examples of how even, uh, you know, compounds within broccoli, the sulforaphane and all of these things, when, when synergized with our enzymes in our mouth, then create these these compounds that that weren't there until we ate broccoli or broccoli sprouts. So there's this examples of you know plants are really incredible and and the fact that we get to interact with them and they actually help us um, because of the stress that they're under and help us with the stress that we're under is a quite a miracle. So I I, I really like to shift people's perspective on. It's not just food. It's, 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 you know, and that cliche is food is your medicine, but I, I you know, I've gotten an intimate um, understanding of being on mountaintops and in jungles. And you're really seeing how the start of our human evolution is, has been infinitely more closely connected to plants for our survival than say the last 150 years. So I kind of like take this ethnobotanal kind of approach um, to to expand and explore the importance of these plants. And of, of course, that also means food quality um, and supporting that also throughout throughout the globe. If that's, you know, harvesting a wild plant and doing it correctly and and, and, you know, great example, of course, of all of those things, which we'll get into later is the Baruch's story of how that all uh, works out. But and then we get into water, the water in the book. I'm a huge fan. I've been to the met some of the top researchers in the world on the, the miraculous side of water, the information sharing of water, the everything from, you know, what is alkaline? What is what is what are minerals in it? What shouldn't be there in terms of total dissolved solids or TDS, um, what are those indicators of what water is trying to actually show us and tell us and, and not just drinking regular water, but learning how to kind of not only, of course, the living water, if you can find living water that's not tainted or affected by the modern world, of course, that's always the way to go. But there's also ways to kind of deconstruct water and reconstruct it back in a way that can help you, you know, form energy. I mean, energy is a, you know, doctor, I'm sure you, you know, familiar with Dr. Gerald Pollack. 
And so some of his work uh, is really showing the gradient change uh, of the protons and electrons exchanging themselves on a, on a hydrophilic surface, therefore creating an, a, a battery, literally just coming up against certain membranes. So, so we're starting to see that we're actually gaining energy by consuming the right kind of water. And then, of course, water is a cleanser. It's a it's a takes debris out of the body. I mean, the the gross example is you're washing your hands in water, um, and so too, you know, so too with cells. And so, when you have when you have uh, nearly ten uh, percent of all Americans not even picking up uh, an ounce of water and drinking an ounce of ounce of water a day, um, then that's a Sorry, my my dog is hacking in the background, but um, oh man, yeah, he's he has a little bit of a cold. Um, oh, so poor, poor doggy, I have a cat who who likes to jump on the laps of my interviewees when I record in person in my in my apartment. So it's uh it's okay. We're no st- uh, strangers to pets um, right. here on the Genius Life. <laughs> Having a pet is part of uh you know I think it's it's part of what it means to live like a genius. You know, caring 100%. for another organism. Hundred percent, so. and and and, it, and animals are great because they do expose us to good, healthy diversification of micro micro uh, microflora and bacteria in a yes. Good, so so it's good actually. The research shows that it's actually very good for our immune system to have dogs around and cats around and animals to play with. So um, so yeah, so there and my dog's name's Chaga. So that gives you an example of, of <laughs> my. Uh, my love for plants. Um, so yeah, so the book discovers a lot of things. I really try to break it down into to to that, and I dive into alkalinization a little bit, and just terms of just basics in terms of like if you're taking in acidic foods, processed foods, leaning on a lot of meat all the time, processed dairy, all of that stuff, extremely acidic. And that's not to say being lost with the blood is not going to change. If the blood's changes, we die. But I'm saying from a systemic point of view of the body, if your body's dealing with taking in acids all the time, then there's going to be a compromise down the, down the line and open yourself up to, to the environment that, that allows disease to flourish. And so that's really where I start to expose what we do what we even what we think but the actions we're taking the things we're putting in our mouth all of these kinds of things are affecting the environment our inner environment so take responsibility for that and and so by nourishing yourself with high alkaline foods and it simply goes back to hey eat a bunch of plants be moderate with your your proteins and and be light with all, you know all this processed stuff and you'll you'll be pretty good so don't worry about it too much. Don't go crazy. Yeah, I mean, I, I love that philosophy. And one thing that I love to remind audiences, whether I'm, you know, speaking to them or you know, writing, uh, you, know, you know, on on the topic, there. And you know this better than anybody that there are, I believe, about fifty thousand edible uh, plant species around the world. And yet, when you go into a modern supermarket, you're presented only with the illusion of diversity because most of the products in the modern supermarket are comprised of just three plants, right? Wheat, corn, and rice. So you can find plant-based foods um, that are made with those three plants, but those aren't the kinds of plants that you're talking about, right? I mean, you, if anything, have um, 
you know, you, you've done this amazing job of professionalizing being a, a bounty hunter for superfoods. So would love to talk a little bit about some of your, well, first of all, how you got into that, um, because I'm sure there are, you know, some of my listeners might be curious about that as a, as a profession and how you've been able to, to, to achieve that, but also, you know, some of your findings and then, you know, would love to talk about the Barucas, which, um, you really have uh, brought into the spotlight and I'm a big fan of them. So, Oh yeah. So yeah. So how, so, I mean, you know, how did you come to become the superfood hunter that you are known to be today? <laughs> yeah. Good question. And, and actually a great question to myself when I first started this, because it wasn't really out of the need to, 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 to have the exotic story about it. It was really an innocent thing. You know, I come from, I'm a Minnesota kid. I'm a blue collar kid. I like to work hard. My father was an ag professor at the University of Minnesota. My cousins uh, are farmers and ranchers. My grandmother came over on a covered wagon throughout the Minnesota and Dakotas. So that's, that's just, you know, just that simple side of it. So for me, when I started looking after, after college, um, and, and studying physiology and nutrition and all of this stuff that just turned on a curiosity. It didn't necessarily give me everything that I wanted. It was a nice catalyst. And so when I knew a little bit, I started digging in and I started seeing things that I just didn't understand why number one, certain companies were formulating the way they were. And, and clearly, like you were saying, there's the, the food systems aren't what they're aren't what they should be and are kind of duping us into the reality that just because things are on the shelves, they're somehow healthier and or okay and safe. And it's truly not the case. And so I kind of just got frustrated with seeing, you know, bad medicinal plants being, you know, marketed as the elixirs of life. And when I decided professionally to dig into this stuff, there was just no other choice for me than to jump on a plane and show up to, to meet the farmers. That's what we do. Like, that's just the way you got to do it. I, so sitting behind a computer and reading research is just like, it's cool, but it's definitely not, it's definitely not what I'm interested in. I want to, I want to talk to the real people. I want to talk to the, you know, and end up at a university and studies that have never been put in English and, and be at research facilities and meet a shaman. And, and you really start to understand that, oh, this is, not only you're going after the quote unquote superfood, you're looking at how are they processing it? Um, what do they do to preserve the active compound so that it actually can facilitate uh, what the body is is going to get from it? And then more, and also equally is on the on the on the kind of wagon wheel of a spoke. How are those people compensated? And, and is the environment going to be better than what it was before we even did this? So, so I really just, it just morally and ethically, this is just the approach that I didn't think was, an, there, there just wasn't another option. So jumping on those planes and showing up in the middle of nowhere and meeting those people and becoming their friends that was just the way it was going to be. And so, you know, Business Week article and a few articles and back in 2009 and 10, 11, someone along the line just kind of, you know, tagged me as this, you know, superfood hunter. And it's just an easy way to kind of jump into what I do. Um, subsequent to that, 
you know, that's really how the Brazilian Rodrigo who's still working for us now reached out to me about Barucas. So it was really just, um, that kind of, you know, people say, well, how does this stuff actually happen? Well, you got to show up for sure. And you might have some indicators of some of these superfoods, but I guarantee you, if you show up, you're going to learn infinitely more than you could behind the computer. And also you're going to walk away with five, six, 10 other things and compounds and, and plants and, and medicinal plants and food that you've never seen before or have expo- exposed yourself to, nor is the world really aware of it. So, you know, in this day and age, Max, as you can understand, if if you fling yourself into a situation and realize you feel like you just, you just, you know, basically discovered something or at least rediscovered something or at least make maybe have a hand in bringing it out, then that is something that got me right away. I'm like, this stuff is amazing. These plants, you know, I was in um, South America way back in 2003, 2004, 2005, uh, exploring safe uh, maca and Sasha Inchi and and Chuchuasi and and Camu Camu and like all of these things and a lot more is really where it just it just became this forever unfolding journey uh, that always put me on the learning line, always would put me in this discovery mode. And so I just continued and and continue to this day. It's amazing. I mean, when people think about nuts, like, you know, obviously the peanut comes to mind and the peanut's not really a nut, truly. It's a legume. But then we've got just like almonds, walnuts, macadamias, there's so few. And yet, I mean, just just now you you listed, you know, the Sacha Inchi and all these other plants um, that that are available to us that are probably, you know, that probably possess unique health benefits. And so how did you then settle on the Baruca, you know, and, and plant your flag in that as the, as the, you know, nut um, that you were going to really help bring to bring to market yeah. and educate people about? Yeah. Good question. I mean, it was really, I mean, honestly, when someone reached out, when someone reaches out and, and, or I'm in the field and someone says, have you heard of this? And you haven't, that is more of an excitement than anything. So when someone says, Hey, have you heard about this, this nut from the Sahadu of Brazil? And I was already in the, at the time I was in the uh, Brazil on the, in the looking at palm fruits in the Amazon. And so of course my radar went up, uh, and, and this uh, Rodrigo reached out to me and, and I started looking at the research and then I was like, whoa, if everything is accurate, this is, this is the nutrient profile is kind of blown away every nut. So I'm like, okay, well, this is, this is other people's research. This is some of it's old, some of it's in Portuguese. So I'm trying to figure my way through it. But then, then when I was given the first sample and I was completely blown away going in my instinct was this is the healthiest soup this is the best tasting nut i've ever tasted it's the best tasting it's one of the best tasting superfoods i've ever tasted and now i'm now my mind's starting to blow because i'm like no way how can this taste and when i say taste amazing what i mean is i have tasted a lot of things 
I'm sure you've exposed yourself to a lot of things and there's a lot of, and I formulated a lot of things with a lot of compounds and, and, and botanicals and you have to formulate around, you know, sours and bitters and tannins and all of this stuff to kind of get an American palate or get a broader palate to, to enjoy these things and get the benefit. Well, this was the opposite. Like I literally was like, oh my God, it tastes like a peanut and an almond so the American palate is going to accept it immediately. It's incredible. It's got this take texture and taste. So when that happened, it was a. It wasn't just a light bulb that went off. It was a gong. And 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 again. So now I have research. Now I have a taste profile. And so now the next questions I'm asking are, well, if you're saying also that the indicator is that this is a wild food. How can we ever scale a wild food with any significant volume? And where and who's collecting it? Is it even viable to work this out? How is it processed? And, and you're in a third world country. It can't be up to standards yet. And no one's seen it in the States. So all of these questions. So then again, I jump on the plane. And sure enough, uh, we go and explore the Sahadu, which is a biome that's being destroyed faster than any biome, any landmass on the planet, which is wow. sad, and tragic. And this Baruzeta tree where the Baru comes from, the Barucas comes from, it's a nitrogen fixer. So it is gifting plants like crazy around it. So that allows other plants to flourish because it's fixing nitrogen as it grows and it has a very deep tap root so it's it's tapping into the aquifer so it can it can it can handle the nine months the eight nine months of no rain in the sahadu so it's incredibly important and revered by the people but it's being destroyed by the factory farming and all of these things so you know you spend weeks and weeks there and and interviewing all of the people and researchers and PhDs and meeting with chiefs and elders of the community and, and village leaders and, and getting the understanding like, oh, yes, they've been screwed over before. Oh, yes, they've mismanaged. Oh, yes, there's bottlenecks. There's organization challenges. There's a whole host of things. But you know what? When I saw the destruction of the Saharu, when I saw that there was hardworking, beautiful people in the middle of the Sahara that had nothing, but could have something if we put some work into this, by the taste of that bloody nut, by the nutritional profile that it had, this to me was a legacy superfood. This was something that I'm like, I don't care how long it takes, but we can do this. And so an incredible team of people we met in Brazil. So we have an amazing group of people that have now come into us and we've saved this was going out of business it couldn't even survive in brazil so we've now taken over a facility created stability for the people so paying them fairly we figured out what is over and above what they used to get paid uh and that's talking through everything everyone and we announced the price and that by by announcing the price, people know what they're supposed to be paid. So there's no undercutting and all of that stuff. And then we've invested a lot of time into the infrastructure, buying trucks to gather, uh, 
cracking uh, machines that have never been created before so that we can turn this over faster. There's, there's a opportunity to, to do this in a scaled way and also create the more scale we get, the more we can continue to open it up and go to those people in these areas and create solidity that every year the, the, we, we pay for what anything they collect. So that's something that's really important to us. The people we go out to, the areas of the Sahadu that we open up to, we tell them for the next 20 years, we'll buy everything you collect at this price. Boom, guaranteed. And then we show up and we do that. So, and then every five pounds that we sell of barucas, we plant a tree. So we plant, created tree planting programs to help resurrect this important uh, tree to the Sahadu and give them back to the people. So we give them away so that the people can start growing these, these incredible trees again. So that's the long version of it, but that's how it happened. And, and once you meet the people, you're on the land, you know what you can do, the work you can put in. We found all of our team was that, that was our goal. And, and, you know, Max, it's like, I'm excited to talk to you because I know through the circles what you care about and more importantly, your audience, because we're not, we're not like throwing around advertising everywhere. We want customers to understand what we're doing. You're going to get the healthiest nut in the world. You're going to get that at a great price. That's going to happen. And you're going to enjoy the hell out of it. And you're literally going to help the Sahadu and, 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 we, and, and the hardworking people in the Sahadu. So when we go out and we share this message, we want the consumer, we want those types of consumers that give a shit and that will understand that, love their nutrition, love their taste, love to tell people about an incredible nut that they've never seen before and love to support their hardworking money for receiving those nuts at the same time helping the Sahadu or the Savannah. So, so that's why I'm, we're super excited. And, you know, this is, this is again, traveling all over the world, over 40 countries in the middle of nowhere. This is literally one of the most exciting things I've ever found. And, and we're doubling doubling, tripling down on this thing because we know the value that it has for people and the planet. That's amazing. And thank you for the shout out to my incredible audience. Everybody listening, um, you know, knows how much I value them and, uh, and they are geniuses and they are conscientious. And, um, and so I know that they're going to definitely appreciate, um, the nut and the mission that they know, uh, firmly stands behind it. And, uh, if you're, if you're willing to try, um, a Baruka nut, they're amazing. And, you know, we'll talk a little bit about the nutritional profile, um, in a minute, but, um, Darren has been really generous to, um, allow you guys to get 15% off of your first order. All you got to do is go to barukas.com slash genius, B-A-R-U-K-A-S.com slash genius. Um, and use or use promo code genius and you'll get 15% off your first order. I definitely recommend um, checking them out. So let's talk a little bit about the nutritional profile. And then um, I want to talk about the this new version that you have, which is actually probably 
Um, my favorite thing that you guys offer, it's the trail mix. Um, because it's not like a typical trail mix. It's, uh, it's amazing. And, you know, probably one of my favorite snacks, but first, because it, you know, the, the, still the Baruca nut is the primary ingredient. Let's talk a little bit about the nutritional, um, side of things because, you know, like my listeners obviously super into health and wellness and nutrition. So yeah, what, uh, what, what do they stand to gain from a nutritional standpoint? And also what's the relationship between the Baruca and the peanut? And and other nuts. Is it yeah, is well, it a nut? Is it a legume? What's what's the actual classification? Yeah, it's in the leguminous family. It's technically a droop, so it's a seed. Um, it's and, and it's been given many names throughout the Sahadu and also into Bolivia and Paraguay. Chiquitania is one. It's one variety that we get as well. Um, they used to call it uh, Baru almond. So almond, almond chiquitania is a very common name, but it's in the leguminous family, but it's a tree, right? So it's, it's one seed similar to that of an almond, right? So you crack the nut open, uh, you have a light uh, fruit layer on the outside, uh, you crack it open, you get one seed or nut uh, per, per crack and how they used to do that in the wild or indigenously they'd either smack it with a rock uh, or hit it with a machete and that's literally what they were doing until we showed up uh, obviously you're not going to pass any quality control audits um, by doing that um, and also traditionally just to mention traditionally even before that thousands of years ago they used to take it on the they take the whole fruit which is the fruit layer the nut with the seed inside and they throw it on the fire and in the morning, uh, it would be easier to crack open and it would be roasted inside. And now this is an important thing. It takes the, the germination of the nut is about every nine months or the harvest is about once a year. So you cannot pick it early. If you pick it early, the nut's not formed. It has to fall. So it keeps the wild. I mean, understand that this is a wild food. There's no pesticides, there's no herbicides, there's no monocropping, there's no irrigation. It's from the freaking wild. And you tell me the last thing you <laughs> that was truly a wild fruit from, from the, the wilds of the savannah of Brazil. So that's an incredible, and I know you can appreciate it in your people, like that's a it's a wild food <laughs> like it, it's incredible there's no alteration of that but when it forms well, it well, just and just to, yeah yeah and just to, just to underscore that sorry i didn't mean to cut you off but like it's a it's a plant with it's a nut with vigor right it's yeah, like yeah, i mean yeah. you could tell when you're when you're when you're chewing it like it's it's not one of these like soft little wimpy you know, cultivated nuts or, or legumes that you get, you know, in the modern supermarket. I mean, it's like a, it's a robust nut and it's going to add that strength to you. Totally. Absolutely. And again, you're talking about something that's lower in calories compared to other nuts, which is really interesting because now all of a sudden, if you go at it from that angle, every bite you take, you're taking in less calories, but more nutrient density. So that's an incredible aspect. So you're getting, you know, six grams of fiber or five to six grams of fiber per serving, which is huge. Three times more than any nut of fiber. 
And we all know that everybody's running around with too little fiber. So extremely cool that we can easily get one serving and get damn near 30% of your daily intake of fiber. Now, if you go on, you know, the, the FDA's DV values, you know, I, I'd say we even need more than that. So, um, but that being said, huge amount of fiber and then protein. So you're getting six grams of protein per serving with what, from what we've tested, all the essential amino acids. And it's like, what? How is that possible? And then the antioxidants. Let's compare it to the bloody almond for, for a second. Over 370% more antioxidants than this poor little almond that we're eating. So the antioxidants, again, what you just underscored, it's a wild food. It's their creating strength by the environment that it's in. So it's translating to you. And then you're getting the micronutrients. I mean, you're getting huge amounts of magnesium. Everyone's low in magnesium. Calcium, manganese, phosphorus, potassium, sodium, zinc, copper. Like, wow, it keeps going. And then for the people that it is lower in fat, and I know that you know, there's obviously great time to eat a lot of fat, but this is, it's like, it's the greatest travel food, add it to smoothies, add it to your salads. Like, it's just the, like everybody that I've, and, and here's the thing, Max, kids prefer it. Kids love it. I've had friends send me, literally send me videos, Neil Strauss, his son, uh, sent, he sent a video with this kid on a bicycle crying, give me my barucas, give me my baruca. Like he, he didn't set that up. That's a kid. So we saw that mm -hmm. kids who don't are unapologetic are largely going on instincts before they've been manipulated too much, that they're reaching for this over their cliff bars and all this other stuff. So Again, that's that's one of those things where it just kind of was like, this is a home run. We just need to go to work and we need to get put our attention on Brazil, put our attention on mechanizing this in a way that will work, put our attention. Barucas really stands for quality because because there's going to be people coming to Brazil trying to get these nuts. But I'm telling you, we are the only people by far who have the quality standards set in place that have been audited. And so we're in stores, we're getting approached by major stores. Next year, we're going to be rolling out to a major store, but we're not accepting just everybody. Again, like we want, we want good people buying, buying this because they love it. And it just so happens to support a bunch of stuff. But, you know, we're very selective as to who we want to even roll this out to because we know that it took a lot of energy to get that nut and it took a lot of infrastructure and allow, allow that to happen. And we're really happy with our growth. But of course, every year we got to go gather more and more fruit and more supply. And, and so it's a, it's a balancing act, but we're, you know, we're in a great place and we want more people that care. I totally can appreciate that. Um, so the trail mix, I know that it took you guys a little bit longer to get that to market. 
Um, but I, I believe it was maybe, I mean, it was over a year ago that you sent me a little sample of it in like an unmarked bag. And it was a game changer. I mean, it was like one of the tastiest snacks I'd ever had. And it, it really comes down to the fact that the nut is is delicious and nutritious, as you know, we've talked about. But the there's like a there's like a fruit, like a shell that so the trail mix is just the Baruca nut and its fruit that I guess has been dehydrated or whatever. I mean, I want you to you, you know tell us, but it's like crispy and sweet at the same time with the saltiness and the fattiness, you know, and, and the decadence of the nut. And so it's definitely like one of the one of easily one of the best trail mixes I've ever had. Dude, I, I thank you. And it just makes me smile every time someone enjoys the the benefit of what that is. And it, 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 yeah, so it's uh it was an interesting discovery actually. We we just kind of harvested some fresh uh, barucas that fell and I'm looking and, and we always would scrape off the fruit and, you know, and, and kind of bite into it, the thin layer. And it was really good, uh, fresh. And then one of the guys that is now our partner, Sargum, he came up and he, he showed me one that was just in a knapsack, you know, in, in his facility. And it was five years old and he showed it to me and I'm like, I couldn't tell the, the, the visible difference between the one we just grabbed and the, and the 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 one he just gave me, and I was like, and of course my head was had all these questions. I'm like, wait a minute, that's a fruit. How is that being preserved? How is that thing not being affected? Now it's not being exposed to water. You know, once it's water, we realize that once it starts raining on it, yeah, it starts germinating like crazy. But it was just sitting in a warehouse preserved. So of course I grab a bunch of them. I get a pocket knife. We're bouncing around on the Sahado. I start shaving the fruit off of it because I'm like going, well, there's gotta be huge antioxidants. It's gotta be vitamin C, vitamin E. Uh, obviously there's tons of fiber as I'm carving this off. Um, and so sure enough, I got a little package ready. I brought it back to the States. We sent it off the antioxidants, Boom, through the roof. The fiber, even prebiotic activity. So inulins, FOS, like I'm like going, seriously? How can how can this nut get even better? How is it possible? And like you said, so we toasted it uh, and got rid of the water activity so we can preserve that without having to, to uh, you know, get it rancid by, by, by exposing it. So we shave it, we dehydrate it, we test it and antioxidants, uh, FOS, the prebiotics, the, the high potassium, huge, huge amounts of calcium. And it tastes so damn good. And so it literally was like, this is nature's perfect trail mix. And sure enough, years of development, we're still developing. We're still trying to improve mechanizing and shaving the fruit and then cracking the nut and all of this stuff. But, but now we're, we're close enough to get it out in the marketplace. And, and um, yeah, it is a, it's an incredible alchemy of the nut and the fruit together. I love it. When you say that it's full of antioxidants, I mean, specifically, are there what what compounds are in it that um, 
you know, that act as antioxidants? Is it, is it vitamins? Is it like polyphenols? Like what, what kind of antioxidants have you found in there? Yeah, there's a, there's a huge amount. There's a, I don't remember how many, but there's three classifications of polyphenols and two or three, and then huge amounts of vitamin C. uh, And then of course, vitamin E. Um, I did see and this is not substantiated because we didn't do enough on it because I was just a wild hair. I thought that I saw, I did see a, a little form of, of vitamin D of all places. And hmm. so, uh, you know, it, it's, you know, and we see that in, you know, obviously this isn't in the fungal kingdom. We see that with medicinal mushrooms where you can expose certain mushrooms right. to the sun and it will cultivate, uh, similar to our skin, uh, cultivate vitamin D. So, uh, you know, we've done a whole host of tests, but the ORAC score is huge and uh, the phytonutrients are massive. And, you know, again, if you observe nature, nature will give you the indication, right? So I'm sitting there with seeing it preserve itself. That preservation is inherent within the fruit and obviously also inherent within the nut from another angle. So, it's like a truly, you mean, you said it, you couldn't even say it better than that. It's, it's the, it's the best tasting trail mix by far. And, and without a doubt, not even a close second in terms of its nutritional value. I'm just keeping my fingers crossed that you guys come out with a butter version of it. I feel like that would be, that would be tasty AF. Yeah. If, (laughs) If, if, if we were on camera and or in person, I could fill up a, a spoonful and feed it to you right now. I'm working on, <laughs> yeah, yeah, I'm literally staring at it right now. And I'm, I'm playing with, you know, because it's lower in fat, you have to add some fat back. Um, so because I literally have exhausted and almost blown up machines, um, uh, mixing it and breaking the nut down. So, so you do have to add some oil back to it, um, which is fine. You know, it just, that's cool. You can add, you know, MCT, you can add coconut, you have avocado oil, whatever. Um, we've also added Baru oil back, but that's not sustainable for us to, to extrude from the nut and just make oil from. But, um, and that being said, we're also looking at, combining some of the 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 uh, fruit back to it i'm also using some alternative sweeteners out of peru uh and playing around with it but it is absolutely blow your mind good um it is it is real oh you know if i put a batch together i'll put a secret little envelope and i can send you some and you can try some That would be awesome. Thank you, Darren. Um, so yeah, again, again, guys, you should definitely go check out these, these nuts. I mean, for me, I see them pretty frequently because I shop in LA at this place called Erewhon, which is like sort of a a Mecca for the whole foods, uh, movement that some of my listeners might have been, you know, might be familiar with just because I've name dropped them a few times. But if you don't live in Los Angeles, you can head to barucas.com slash genius or use promo code genius. You'll get to say 15%. Um, and, uh, and the trail mix, man, damn, that stuff is so good. Um, so we're, <laughs> we only have like a little bit of time left, but, uh, I'd love to, I mean, you know, you come across so much in your journey, in, uh, in your research. 
And so what, what are some other foods, I mean, that, that you're excited about that my listeners can maybe check out? Cause you know, I mean, we've, we've gone into, into depth on the barucas, but, uh, you know, there's gotta be, there's gotta be some other stuff out there that you're, that you're feeling jazzed about. Yeah. I mean, it's, you know, some of it is, uh, you know, sometimes personally, I, I want to get involved with stuff that just improve the quality in the, in the marketplace. Um, I've, I've described this one before. Moringa Alofera is one of those that I've worked in six, at least six countries, um, from Africa to India, to Thailand, to Vietnam, to Cambodia. Um, that, that's an important plant, I think just from, uh, uh, medicinally, but the problem is the processing of it, uh, is not done that, that well. Um, so, you know, that, that's something that I, if I, if I was, if I had two or three of me, I would definitely dive in. I've done some experiments, uh, Navajo nation, uh, using some of their land to experiment with, uh, and uh, the the test came back really well. I mean, you know, uh, my dog's name's Chaga, and Chaga is a huge, uh, you know, and and you know, I've always, you know, it's cool to see the scaling of some of these plants that I that I actually didn't think was possible, because when you're talking wild food, it's really difficult to not, you know, retail yourself out of existence. Um, so there is some good companies, uh, growing, uh, and scaling these things. So I'm happy to see, uh, things like Chaga, Rishi, uh, even Cordyceps, uh, starting to get in a, in a, in a massive scaled, scaled way. Um, you know, there's some other things that I, that I'm looking into uh, some palm fruits that no one's seen before. Uh, wow. there's one called Batawa. You can't buy it. Uh, it's not available, but, but friends of mine are, are, are working with it in the, in the Amazon. Um, and, uh, you know, we've, I've been in the Amazon and we've created Batawa milk and, and all of this stuff. So it will blow your mind high and incredible fat and smooth and amazing and juicy. And like, it's crazy, but you know, the, there's always, there's, there's definitely always a, a aspect of this stuff that if I, if I have enough resources, I, I can't help myself, but to get into it. And, you know, I'm, I'm involved in some stem cell projects that I've been working on for three and a half years. And we're finding, we're finding with some of the top researchers, there's nutraceuticals or, and that means just basically plant compounds that are turning on endogenous stem cells and that's a really exciting aspect so through some lifestyle tweaks and through um uh retain uh, uh basically using certain compounds over a period of time you can turn on your stem cell activation in, in, in inside your body by by six to ten times and and so that's just a project that i've been working on for a long time and and uh, we're we're potentially going to be rolling out. We're last review to work with uh, ten to forty thousand veterans. Uh, so you know, it's it's again, you know, my biggest thing is, and why Barucas is also so wonderful. It just happens to taste great. But the 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 other important thing is, you're getting nutrient value every time you eat, and so um, 
that's the that's the message that I want to continue to share is that this can affect the planet. This can really affect the planet in a good way. This can really affect your body with every bite in a really good way. And it can take and all can taste really, really good. And, you know, I've gotten to taste some of the greatest nutrient dense plants in the world, some of which, yeah, they don't taste great, but some of which will blow your mind, um, which is a running joke of mine. I'm like, when I find a fresh durian or a fresh jackfruit, um, I just like, why would candy ever be invented when you get all the hmm. benefits and all the taste, uh, you know, it, nature's candy is already there with no downside. So, um, you know, I just like to celebrate that and, and get out those plants and help those companies uh, that are conscious and, and care about the foundation of what they're doing and, and by the benefit uh, that it's having by, by the, the, the engine. Let me just say that the engine runs by people buying for sure. But if the foundation isn't set up correctly, then what's going to happen is that exploitation is going to happen. It will happen. And exploitation yeah. could happen by the environment uh, or it can happen by the customer because the qualities can go down or it could happen by the, cust by the, by the foragers or the growers that are doing this work for you. And so you cannot, from our perspective, you cannot let any of that slide. If you let any of it slide, inevitably, the, 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 the force of that will implode your company. Um, and so I, I'm a big advocate for people just do your work and do the work right the first time and, and learn about these other things, less about the bottom line. The bottom line can come if you set up these pillars correctly. I couldn't agree more. I regularly um, promote the the philosophy that you know if you if you have the if you are if you're fortunate enough to be able to vote with your wallet for a a more conscious a more conscientious food system, then you should do that because I mean not only are you going to end up with healthier food for you and your loved ones, right? But you're going to help lift the tide so that all the boats in the harbor lift, you know, it's a, it's a, you're going to help create economies of scale. You're going to help create demand. Um, so that's why, I mean, I have zero qualms about paying more for organic, even though I know that, you know, or the organic, um, label in this country is not perfect, but it's going to help support the best option that we have available to us. Right. And that by promoting, the consumption of sustainably raised, I mean, I'm not a vegan, you know, my listeners know that, but grass-fed beef, for example, it's going to help support smaller farms that are producing grass-fed beef so that now we have grass-fed beef in Costco, for example, you know, or organic food in Walmart. So it's just a, it's, it's simple economies of scale. And I think that that's our duty. Um, I mean, that's just my personal, personal philosophy that, you know, we've got to pay it forward in life. We've got to help lift our neighbors and our, our, our brothers and sisters and, and um, support companies that have benevolence built into the bottom line, like what you're doing with Barucas. So thank you for, uh, for acknowledging that. Oh, you're welcome. And I couldn't agree with you more. I mean, I think uh, if we kind of jump, jump out of the subsidy side of things and allow the quality to lead and let the, 
in this case, you know, as the example you left, the meat, meat, meat economy, the meatonomics of it all, that then quality would lead, poor quality would go away, the price may go up, but hell, you don't need to eat that much of it anyway. And so it will all work itself out. And I know that's a gross oversimplification, but, but you know, having exposed myself to a lot of situations that, that I, I just know that if you do it unsustainably in any way, that will come up and bite you. I mean, that's just, that's just relationship 101. You know, that's any t- type of relationship. You know, if you, you think you can handle an aspect of someone and it's bugging you now, we'll think about years from now. Um, so, I mean, kind of a weird example, but, but I, I agree. I mean, it's, uh, at this point in my life, I've seen too much and, uh, I know a lot of where foods and supplements are coming from, from the source. Uh, I know a lot of companies that are not doing things well. And some of it, Max, is naivete. Like they don't, they're not even looking under the hood deep enough. So they don't even know. They think that that white paper or even that organic label is good enough. But like you said, is it better? Sure. Of course it's better. But also creating quality standards that blow organic away and doing the testing yourself, your company, and having your people audit and look and look under the hood and do it yourself and don't rely on other people because it's your responsibility. You're putting something out in the world. You're, 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 you're participating in someone opening their mouth and consuming something. That's a really big deal. And, and because there's a lot of companies that don't give a shit, like it's our responsibility to give a shit. And so, um, but everyone wins. That's the thing. Like, I believe that I see it. Um, so if you do it right, you win. And so does everyone else. Love that. Well, Darren, we're almost out of time. Um, before we get to the last question of this podcast, uh, the question that I ask every every guest on it, um, how can listeners connect with you on social uh, if, in case they have questions, want to learn more, follow yep. your journey you yep. know, as you travel around the world, discovering new superfoods? How can, how can listeners connect with you? Yeah, so for the nuts, for deeper story on the nuts itself, obviously barucas.com and then also at, at Eat Barucas on social. And then I'm at uh, at Super Life Living um, throughout all platforms. Um, Super Life because my book was called Super Life. Uh, so yeah, and then superlife.com. Uh, and uh, yeah, so that's, that's where we find most of the stuff. Awesome, man. Well, appreciate you uh, being on the show. Um, the last question is a bit more philosophical. Feel free to take it wherever you'd like. What does it mean to you to live like a genius? <laughs> well, I think living like a genius is looking at all aspects of life, honoring all aspects of life, honoring all aspects of yourself, and nurturing all aspects of yourself. And 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 that of course, is mentally, emotionally, physically, spiritually, um, uh, intellectually, um, and, and, and probably, probably the biggest source of genius is discovering you, discovering your passion, 
and unapologetically blasting that in the world. That's the biggest genius that I think we could do for ourselves and others in the planet. Couldn't agree more. I love that sentiment. Um, well, Mr. Olin, thank you so much again for uh, your time. To all you guys listening out there in podcast land, uh, go check out Barucas, barucas.com slash genius or use promo code genius, 15% off your first order. Take a moment to spread this episode of the show by highlighting your favorite quote from myself or Darren and uh, tag us, share it on your Insta stories or tweet a link. That would be super appreciated. Help spread the word about what we're doing here at The Genius Life. And um, I will catch you on the next episode. Peace.